0: I am reading from Mark 3, verses 20 to 35, and it's titled, Jesus Accused by His Family and by Teachers of the Law. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said he is out of his mind." And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying,
1: Hi. Oh, I'm on. I'm definitely on. It's good. Um, very warm welcome to everybody watching online, on the live stream, or at a later date. And of course, to all of you here, a very warm welcome. And to those of you who have little ones, just remember every cry, even at a high octave level, I take as a cheer, I take as encouragement. I'll probably go on even longer, but it's not a problem. Just keep it going. Noise is good. It proves we're all alive. Uh, Good, excellent. And whoops. Got to be careful here. Uh, And thank you to Jane for reading us that passage from the book of Mark. Now, this morning, I just need you to do a little bit of multitasking, okay? Are you up for a bit of multitasking? Excellent, I heard it. Yeah, you, you look like a crowd that can handle this, okay? So, I just need you to hold Two thoughts in your minds as I talk to this passage of scripture that, uh, that Jane's spoken about. Okay? So can you handle two thoughts and then listening to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. Right. First thought is this. Okay? You ready? We kind of miss the point if we start with the idea that what we're supposed to be doing in our lives is behaving ourselves Conforming to God's standards and don't ever break the moral code, will you? Um, and uh, be good enough to make our way to heaven. Okay? We rather miss the point. It doesn't really fit with what the New Testament writers have to say about who Jesus is, why he died and how he lived. Our call is so much bigger and more profound than simply telling people to repent, stop doing this, do a bit more of that, believe in Jesus, so they can get to heaven and hopefully behave themselves along the way. Okay. First thought. Hold that. Second thought. There is so everything, let me put it this way, everything there is to know about Jesus and the character of God is not in the Scriptures. Okay? I think you know that, but I thought I'd just say it. Okay? Everything there is to know about Jesus and the character of God is not in the Scriptures. Now, I think you know this, but I thought I'd just take you. There's a book, John, he was also one of Jesus' followers, wrote and recorded so much of what went on in Jesus' life. And as somebody once said to me, If you think everything there is to know about Jesus is in the scriptures, Guy, you're probably not reading the scriptures. Last verse, last chapter, book of John, John 21, verse 25. There are many other things which Jesus did. There are many other things that Jesus did. If they were written down one by one, I don't think the world, I don't think the world itself would be able to contain the books that would be written. If they were written down one by one, I don't think the world itself would be able to contain the books that would be written. Because the thing is, in the family of Jesus, just those of us that say, you know what, I believe who Jesus says he is and I want to partner with him in my life. The story of what Jesus has done, does do, will do in his family is a story that's been told over hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's why I love telling stories about what Jesus has done in his family. So those are the two thoughts. Hold them there. Okay. Now, back to what Jane was reading to us about. A day in the life of Jesus. It's not the title in my Bible, but it kind of seems like, welcome to a day in the life of Jesus. And what's it like? Well, as Jane read to us, What's the first thing that happens? His immediate family turn up. They don't get it. They don't understand what he's doing. And they think he's lost it. Jesus went into the house. A crowd gathered again so that they couldn't even have a meal. When the family heard it, they came to restrain him. He's out of his mind, they said. So The first thing is Jesus finds that his immediate family... Don't really get what he's about. And then who rocks up? His own people group. They'd be big supporters, wouldn't they? The clever guys, and they were men in those days, the educated, the men of influence, the Pharisees who headed all the high positions in the synagogue, who kind of worked alongside. The occupying Roman army and the Roman civil administration, these were men of influence from his own Jewish tradition. And what did they have to say to him? The experts who had come from Jerusalem were saying, he's possessed by Beelzebub. He casts out demons by the Prince of Demons. So, his family don't understand him. The people from his own people group not only don't get what he's about they really oppose him and actually they're trying to destroy him and Jesus is pretty sharp with them he says no no your logic what you're saying it's not true it's not right I'm not having it be quiet so here we have a day in the life of Jesus and yet and yet hundreds of ordinary people go through an enormous amount to leave their homes, to find out where he is, to go without meals, to go through discomfort, and they track him down and they find him because they want to listen to him, they want to understand what he is about, and they want to receive from him. A day in the life of Jesus. This is how the kingdom of God will take shape. And what I mean by the kingdom of God, this is really about how when Jesus moves in the lives of ordinary people who say yes to him, this is how life takes shape. Is it bumpy? Yes, it most certainly is. Is it straightforward? No, it is not. Is it demanding? Yes, it is. Sometimes it's really, really demanding and really unsettling. It was the case for Jesus And so it will be your story and our story, as Jesus works out his purposes through our lives. You know, there's part of me that wishes it wasn't so. But it is. And I think you know that through your own life experiences. It can be bumpy. But here's the thing. If that first thing that I mentioned to you, if that's missing the point kind of behaving ourselves conforming you know I'm not saying behaving yourselves is a really bad idea um, but is that really it? well here in this passage Jesus points to something different about what it really means to be part of his family and Jane read it to you, but I'm just going to go back to it because if you recall what Jane was reading about, Jesus' mother, mother and brothers appeared, and they waited outside the house, where all the crowds were, but they sent in a message asking for him. "Look," said the crowd, sitting around Jesus. "Your mother, your brothers and your sister sisters are outside. They're searching for you. "Who is my mother?" replied Jesus. "Who are my brothers?" He looked around him at the people gathered there just as I look out on you now here is my mother he said here are my brothers anybody who does God's will is my brother and my sister and my mother and there's an invitation here and Jesus talks about it in many other of the events recorded in his life and essentially his invitation then and what he was saying is My invitation to you is simply to be my image-bearer, to reflect me. Those that accept me and believe in me, be my image-bearer. This is the call. But what does that look like and what does it really mean? Well, here last week with somebody else, I had the opportunity to sit and listen and pray with somebody who was here simply because they wanted to give thanks for what God had provided in a really difficult situation. Needing somewhere to live. Not sure how they were going to find the money to pay the rent on the place if they could ever get one. And the story, which I won't go into in detail, the story unfolds. And this person is given the financial provision. Is given somewhere to live and a need is met and they come simply wanting to give thanks and then the same morning this time last week I sit again with somebody else to pray for somebody who's in a really really difficult situation their hopes for how they are going to be able to lead their life how they're going to provide for their family how they're going to be able to live have been shattered It's not happening the way they hoped it would. And tears came. I don't know how that story is going to end. We haven't got to the final chapter yet. But we simply sat together and said, well, this this is the family of Jesus where we can simply place this person and their circumstances before God and say, we trust you. This is horribly hard, we don't have the answers, please help. This is what it looks like when things get bumpy and demanding and difficult. It was only a week before, two weeks ago, that again I stood and I listened to somebody's story here, who talked to the time where in their workplace, in their responsibilities for quite a large group of people who frankly were not easy to love. They'd done plenty of things which would have given most of us good reason not to love them and not to be hugely supportive. But these people were under this man's responsibility, and in his place of work, he was asked by his seniors to do something that he did not think, he really did not think would be healthy, And good for this group of people. So a bit like Jesus did in this passage that Jane read to us. When the teachers and the people of influence said one thing that was in error. This person said no. No this far but no further. This I will not do. And he stood by his word and he didn't do it. He never got put forward for any further development opportunities. Never ever got offered another promotion in that place of work. But maybe, maybe that man not only did something that Jesus did, which yes, on occasions, as the phrase goes, we may be called upon to speak truth to power. But maybe he did something even more significant. He spoke up for those with no power at all this is what it looks like to be the image bearer of God in ordinary lives whatever your life looks like in your context in your culture letting Jesus work through you the family of Jesus at work this is the pointer that Jesus was inviting people to think about when he looked out on all the people gathered in that garden space yeah See, things start to make sense, things start to make sense when we start with the idea that we're called to be the image bearers of God. And then we end up living in that intersection where the space that God occupies, let's call it heaven, intersects with the space we occupy here on earth and when we live at that intersection that's when we see the family of Jesus at work that's his invitation and that's his call and that's when life starts to make sense Jane is reading some stuff from a book about a guy called James Hudson Taylor at some point last week he said God, God, you've, got to, you've got to listen to this you've got to listen to this So now you have to listen to it, okay? Because it's good. It's the story of the family of Jesus. 170 years ago about, back in the late 1850s, James Hudson Taylor and his wife Maria responded to a call they felt on their lives and they traveled all the way to eastern China to serve people in their ordinary lives. And through that act of self-giving love, the image bearers of Jesus yes to give people the opportunity to see and hear what it is to know about Jesus and anyway about they traveled over much of China but they ended up around about 1860 um, founding a hospital with a guy called dr. Parker about 150 miles from modern-day Shanghai in the Delta of the Yangtze River and there in the Ping Po Hospital They built up 50 beds and a sort of chemist, a dispensary, which was serving 50, 80 people every day. Then tragically, Dr. Parker's wife died, and he, with his young family, had to return to Scotland. And as he left, Dr. Parker said, you can have everything I have. I have enough funds for one more month to cover the costs of the hospital. So James Hudson Taylor said, will we carry on? A bit like Alan, whether it's the weather, whether it's the provision, we're people of faith. A month later, the cook, a guy called Kai Hui, came to James Hudson Taylor and said, I have opened the last bag of rice. And James Hudson Taylor was recorded as saying, well then, the moment when God is going to act must be close. Oh, (laughs) I don't know what I would have said, but it probably wouldn't have been that. (laughs) There would have probably been a meeting, and I don't know how successful a meeting it would have been. That very same day, that very same day, a letter arrives. A letter from England. I don't know how many months before that letter must have been posted. I don't know what probability that letter ever had of arriving in 1860. But that day, it arrived, James Hudson Taylor opened it up and it's a letter from a guy called Mr. Berger, who's come into an inheritance and he's written to say, I have enough, I don't need this inheritance, it's yours and it's available now. The funds were provided, the work continued. Let's fast forward. You're still with me? 12th of June, 2023, Sunbury on Thames. You're right, it's only about three weeks ago. I am attending a meeting. I love meetings. I was attending a meeting about the workings of this place. And there was Barbie, Barbie who helps manage the finances And she said, as only somebody who has a masterful touch with English understatement can say, you might be interested to know that 10 days ago, I went to check the community food bank bank account because I needed to pay all the monthly expenses. And as you know, twice a week, 50, 100 people are here and we seek to serve them and meet their needs. Barbie said... There was 250 pounds in the bank account. Let me tell you, that is not enough to pay the bills, the monthly bills for the food bank. Barbie, to her great credit, because none of the rest of us in the meeting knew this had taken place. She closed the spreadsheet down. She did whatever she did. 48 hours later, she comes back to the bank account. Unexpected, unsolicited, who knows why. A donation comes in for 6,000 pounds, the bills are paid, the work of the Community Food Bank continues. This is the family of Jesus and the stories of what happens as Jesus moves. So yes, it can be super demanding, it can be very difficult and challenging at times. As I said, there's part of me that wishes it wasn't so, but it is. And it just as it was for Jesus. But his invitation is to be his image bearer in your and my ordinary everyday life. To be his image bearer and then to live, to let him act at that intersection where we live and he moves. This is the story of the family of Jesus. Let's pray as Stephen and Kirstia and Amelia come back up to lead us in a moment of worship so Lord Jesus I just pray that for those that are here and they're hanging on because like that man who we prayed for life is hard father I pray that those who are in those circumstances will know your presence will know your love for them will know that you know and that your heart is to be with them and for them and your biggest, biggest heart, Lord, is to participate with them in the detail of their difficulties. Be with us as we suffer and as we struggle, Lord, I pray. Move, I pray. Holy Spirit, come, I pray. And Father, for those who are thankful for what you've done, who have stories to tell of your goodness, then we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the encouragement. We thank you for your provision. We thank you. And for all of us in between, in those moments of uncertainty, in those moments of bewilderment, in those moments when we simply do not understand and we do not have answers. Help us, I pray, Lord Jesus. Help us. Be alongside us, I pray. And Father, we trust you. I speak in faith that we trust you to be with us when we need your help, when we need your hand.